The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and playoff shenanigans. It's true. It's we true. are in the playoffs. I'm reliably informed. It is also 420. <laughs> uh, and as we discussed prior to starting recording, people uh, getting married today, and it is a Saturday, so there probably are plenty of them, um, will be celebrating their 50th anniversary on 42069. That is hashtag nice. <laughs> and yes, I did just make a hashtag with my fingers. Keep it together, crazy kids. Yeah, I mean, don't keep it together as much as possible. And if it's not possible, don't even worry about it because you've got a free pass today. You do. This is the chillest day to talk about playoff hockey. It's yeah. I mean, I wish I weren't at my parents' house talking about this. I'm not chill. I'm not chill <laughs> I'm at not all. Chill at all. <laughs> I'm not chill at all. It's a tie series for this from chill. The least chill 420 one could possibly imagine. Oh god, I am so not chill. Okay, (laughs) so I guess we're just going to get straight into that playoff hockey. Is that what we're talking about? Well, it's also our 94. um, uh, Ryan Smith's number from the Edmonton Oilers. One time I got a picture with him and then when he retired, I cried and he cried and Taylor Hall also cried. Everybody cried. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of par for the course. What, me crying? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I almost cried with frustration the other day watching the stars. I watched games 1 through 3. So I didn't get to watch last game, which of course is the game where they dominate on the scoreboard i also did not get to watch last game uh i got to watch the last uh period of last game so i didn't get to watch them score four goals i think i only i didn't see them i I think i watched uh the other team score a goal i'll take that i'll take that but i mean these two teams are so evenly matched and they play hockey almost the same exact way too and it's just awful <laughs> like i know we wanted to make the playoffs but now that we're here i'm just like mm, i don't know if i like this <laughs> the thing is the thing is the thing is it's really hard to tell yourself that it's a seven-game series uh, and that, like, one game doesn't necessarily matter that much when it's not true. Every fucking game actually does matter. Like, yeah, it all matters. And it's so hard to watch them be terrible sometimes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, it's really rough. And also, I really hate Nashville now. <laughs> I do, too. And I haven't even gotten to watch all the games. I just really hate Nashville. And as much as I love P.K. Subban as a person, I'm like, no, I hate you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's what, like, honestly, I used to have, like, I have poor opinion of the front office in that, like, obviously, they've, you know covered for some pretty bad guys and but obviously but they'd generally made some good hockey moves right like if you're evaluating on 
I wouldn't want to work with them or be friends with them, but they did a good job at the sport. And I didn't have any particular opinions about the team itself. Like, I, I like P.K. Subban, so I kind of always gave him, like, benefit of the doughty. Yeah, I'll cheer for Nashville if they're playing somebody else I hate, you know? I can't believe you said benefit of the doughty. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> I'm going to need you to watch your intentions from now on. <laughs> they're always the best of. Uh, you know what the road to hell is paved with, right? The playoffs? Yes! (laughs) That is the correct... Let me see the board. It's on there. (laughs) Not top, but it's it's on. It's like second. Yes. I pulled a hundred random people. (laughs) They're all in my living room. That's a big living room. I'm at my parents' house, so yeah. (laughs) Well... But after this series, Nashville's playing some dirty fucking hockey. Yeah. Like, I don't think people quite understand. Like, Dallas has one of the worst penalty differentials in the NHL for the regular season. And it's not because Dallas took a ton of penalties. Dallas took an average amount of penalties. They were about bang on average with the penalties they took. It's because they drew zero Like, they could not buy a fucking call in the regular season. And now, this year, like, in this this series, they have, like, the second most penalty minutes, maybe the most now, of any team in the entire playoffs. And it's not because Dallas's game has changed. It's because Nashville is playing dirty. It still enrages me that P.K. Subban didn't get anything for smashing Ben into the boards when he was on his knees. Uh, Like enrages me i mean it's not even the first time that they're ekholm did it in game two to foxa see i missed game two i was in london at the time yeah well he did the same exact fucking thing foxa was bent over by the boards because he was getting up and his hip grazes right past the top of his head and if it had been just an inch or two to the left foxa would have been concussed and, like, the yeah. only hit that I'm okay with, or, like, okay with, the only hit that I forgive is the one that actually almost did cause, like, cause some consternation, which was Brian Boyle's accidental, like, face hit of Jason Dickinson, which was mostly due to the fact that, like, Brian Boyle's very large. <laughs> and, like... That man is out outrageously tall yeah and like it was just a bad coincidence that like he was clearly trying to throw a good hit like he ducked down so like he could go for the shoulders because dickinson is obviously much shorter than brian boyle as are most people and like he was obviously headed trying to throw a clean hit and dickinson just like looked down at the wrong time and it, it was all bad and but people were like almost more mad about that hit which was a clean hit with zero intent of injury than the two that have given a pass. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway, if there's another fucking headshot tonight, today, in an hour. (laughs) In an hour. Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday. Hey, would you like a fun fact about Brian Boyle? I would love a fun fact about Brian Boyle. His, His family is Catholic and he is one of 13 children. Holy shit! They're... They're breeding an army of enormously tall Irish children. Oh my God. Yeah. Almost like your family. 
but I'm not one of 13. I'm one of only four. Although I do have eight nibblings, so yeah. we're getting started in the second in the second generation. Yeah. No, one of 13. 13. That's such a big number. It's that's can you imagine having no, 13 I mean, children? Okay, let's be real. I can't imagine having fucking one child. But, like, no, I can't imagine having 13. No. No. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, like, it's, it's kind of like the Duggars. I can't imagine having that many children either. And 13 is less than that. So, yeah, no, I'm... Mm-mm. You don't want your quiver to be full? I don't want my quiver to have anything in it. <laughs> I would like my quiver to remain as empty as it is right now. I want cobwebs in there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on from that lovely image. Well, Renee asks. <laughs> Amazing. How great were Rupe Hints and John Klingberg in game four? Can we keep Matt Zuccarello? Not a question, but an observation. The stars seem to be frustrating Nashville more and more, which I think is good. It's good because the stars are getting Nashville off their game. But also not good because some Preds, P.K. Subban, have decided to take cheap shots at various stars players, like Ben. I mean, cheap shots are just a part of the playoffs, as far as I can tell, having watched many, many, many series. Um, I I mean, it's not like the Preds are the only team taking cheap shots. Like the, the stars are also taking cheap shots. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I I will say actually one thing that I am really grateful for is I think the refs in our series, aside from Game One, which had famously had Tim Peel in it, have been really good. Uh, like the refs in Game Two were really good. Like that shit was about to get out of hand. Like they started calling everything from puck drop. And really kept it from getting out of hand, even though it did sort of somewhat get out of hand. Like, if, if they hadn't been calling everything, like, um, game two is when um, Craig Smith sucker punched uh, Blake Como and, like, tried to hit him when he was down on the what ice. What asshole. And then scored the OT winning goal, but whatever. Um, Wait, who's, who scored the OT winning goal? Craig Smith. Craig Not Smith in the second game. Probably should have gotten it. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they won, won the second game. They won the second game, yeah. Uh, it was... It, it, so he probably should... I feel like he should have gotten a misconduct, but at the same time, like, it, without the refs being as good as they were in the first and second periods, it would have gotten so yeah. bad. And the same with same with game three. I think the refs were really good. I cannot um, believe the Stars won 5-1 last game. I know. I, I well, can't believe it was almost a shutout, but I also still can't believe they won 5-1. Oh my god. Well, it's, it's at some point at some point the power play had to start working. I mean, it was just the law of averages, right? <laughs> yeah. There was some regression due <laughs> with how many fucking power plays they were getting. Oh, and that's the thing is like they had been getting so many power plays. Like the fact that they didn't win game 2 or game 3 with all of that power play time, it was just so frustrating. Yeah. It was so frustrating. Yeah. But I can't actually speak to game 4 because I didn't get to see it. However, one, I did go to hockeyviz.com to like pull up some stats about it. And what's hilarious is if you look at Lindell and Klingberg who were paired together, like they usually are for game four, they did actually have a really good game. But if you look at Haskinen and Pollock, who were again paired together, they got 
eaten alive by P.K. Subban and uh, Matthias Ekholm. I mean, how um, weird is like, that? Roman Polak getting eaten alive by an opposing defensive pairing? Yeah. Weird! <laughs> I mean, they if you look at this, but if you look at his like little shot, like red-blue shot uh-huh. thing, like Roman Polak's square versus Ekholm is entirely red, which is the Preds had all of the shots. <laughs> Literally every single shot at five on five when Roman Pollock was on the ice at the same time as Eckholm was all Preds. <laughs> um, what was that graph that oh, Taylor posted it the other day where it was like comb- showing like defensive pairing combinations and where they um, fit on a grid of something? Hang- oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. And like that, yeah. And Hayskinen and Klingberg together were like literally outside of the pack of good, <laughs> like. All yeah. the way at the top corner, meaning elite. That's <laughs> like when we could have that, and instead we're hampering Haskinen with a plug. <laughs> like so, that chart was um, breakup percentage at the blue at the Stars blue line, and then carry out with possession percentage from the defensive zone into God, the neutral zone. Could you imagine if we had that all the time? I know. I know. But that chart can be found on Sean Tierney's Twitter. Yes. Uh, so that was from Charting Hockey. Yeah, I knew it was from Sean Tierney. I just couldn't remember what the graph was repre- like what, what the graph was representing. It's it's been a hot minute <gasps> since I looked actually, at it. I might be wrong. Those he po- the the breakup percentage ones he posted yesterday, that one might have just been straight like shot share okay. or XG I'm gonna go share. Um, Taylor posted it. So. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but yeah, Haskin and Klingberg is no, all fun uh, all the XG. time. No, it's XG. It's expected goals. It's XG, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that's not surprising at all. Like, Haskin and Klingberg is such a dream. Yeah. And actually, one thing I did notice is that, like, while he is, in game three at least, specifically, um, while the two pairs are, like, pretty static, Lindbergh, Klingberg, Lindbergh, <laughs> Lindell, Klingberg, the Lindbergh baby. Klingdell. Klingdell. Um, I don't. Thanks. I don't want it. <laughs> Heiskin and well, Polak, well, by the way, is down there in the bad corner. Yeah. Um, well, while those two pairs are pretty static in Game Three, anytime that the Stars got like a nice offensive zone draw, sometimes he would throw out Haskin and Klingberg together, uh-huh. and so he would just get like Monty was doing his best to kind of maximize the offense when he could. With those two, which I thought was really clever. And I, I appreciated that about his game plan. The Stars played, the, the best game the Stars have played was game three. Like, the only reason they did not win is because Pekka Rene was so good. Like, he was the only reason. Like, the Stars outclassed them at every single turn. Yeah. Except on the power play. And that wasn't even because of lack of trying. Like, if you look at the game three power play, like, they got plenty of shots from good places. Like, it's not that they didn't try. It was just that Renee was really good. David Castillo asks. Do do I read this one since you read the last one? Sure. Sure. You sounded so unsure about that. No, go for it. Do the thing. Nashville. Do a thing. Do anything on this podcast, Marin. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Nashville's top line has been invisible. PK and Ekholm are in prison rules mode, but the series is tied because of a micro machine named Rocco. Uh, does playing a six-four busted prospect make sense in this context? Since the PP 
PP since the power play is suddenly good. And Natushkin draws nearly a penalty per game. Natushkin is not playing today, I don't think. I haven't. I'm pretty sure it's Dowling, Spezza, Pitlick on the fourth line, and Natushkin isn't playing because Pitlick's back. Um, Um, Okay, but here's the thing. I'm still going to (laughs) need Natushkin to play in the last game. (laughs) <laughs> of the series, I'm fi- like of the final series because I need my prediction to come true of him scoring his first goal as the cup winning goal. Like I, I don't, th- I don't think anybody needs to get hurt for this to happen. I don't know how it would happen otherwise. <laughs> but like I'm still, he can sit out as long as he wants to. Right now, I'm just gonna need him later. But David Castillo also does not like Pitlick. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> he's, he's, I didn't he's know this. I didn't. Super know down this. on Pitlick, and I makes me sad because I want to love David Castillo, and I can't because of his Pitlick hatred. <laughs> it's the only thing coming between it is, the two. It is the only. It is like we are star-crossed friends in the night um, because he hates Pitlick, and I own Pitlick's T-shirt. <laughs> well. Okay, well, so it's here. It's interesting. So, again, I'm on Hockey Viz. Click, and click, click, click. Um, Pitlick, the season charts that, that Micah does only go through the 82-game season. They don't have the playoffs in there. Um, and while Pitlick actually had a really rough start to the year, around game, is that one, two, three, around game 32, mm-hmm. since then... His numbers have been very good. I know. Including the end of the season. So I actually quite like Pitlick. I do too, obviously. (laughs) I think he's a pretty strong fourth liner. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't care if he's on the fourth line. Um, I also think, while I agree that Nachushkin has other qualities besides goal scoring, um, part of the reason Pitlick's in over Nichushkin is because he's a better penalty killer. Also because he's actually scored goals. Eight of them, in fact. Which is, um, compared. Which is eight more than Nichushkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really, so I don't mind having Pitlick in on the fourth line over Nichushkin. I do think penalty drawing is okay, but also you can't say, well, our power play is good now because it's, it's streaky. Yeah. <laughs> And you do want to try and make sure that you have goals. Yeah, those are important. Like, I understand that getting penalties, <laughs> like, sorry, power play opportunities is important. But, like, scoring on them is also important. And scoring goals in general is what actually wins you games, not drawing penalties. So. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing is that, like, if you look at Nichushkin's regular season, like, he only has three primary assists as well. So it's not like most of the, his, it's not like the work that he is doing is extremely valuable in the manner of a Matt Zuccarello playmaker type. It's just that like he can get into the zone (laughs) and he's a little bit faster than some people. So sometimes he draws a penalty. Also of the seven uh, penalties that, Nashville took last game. None of them were drawn by Natushkin, and two two of them were actually puck over glass. <laughs> oh god, that's such a dumb penalty. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. So I would say I would rather have Pitlick in right now. Um, a pit, just because I th- I think it increases our chances of doing something. good. I feel like I missed this, but apparently. Colton Sissons and Matt Zuccarello slashed each other at exactly the same time. 
in the third period last game. I was home for that, but I I I don't know if I if I missed that or what. But that's it's pretty funny actually. Jousting, yeah, they were that's jousting. What, that's immediately where my mind went is that they were jousting. Absolutely, <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me. I could see Mad Zuccarello as like a medieval knight type. Uh, do you remember? I don't remember who was doing this, but there was that video of like. It was either a like a junior or a college hockey team that was jousting on the ice. And they had, like, one player would get on the back of another player and they're using their hockey sticks as <laughs> lances. That seems like such a bad idea. I know. I mean, they were going very slow. This was just, like, it was just for a funny video. But it was, like, I mean, it was, like, five years ago that I saw this. So I don't even, I couldn't even find it now, probably. But it amused the shit out of me at the time. <laughs> But no, it, it does. It does seem like a dangerous way to play on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I broke my arm one time being taken out standing on the ice. Uh, yeah, that's a that's gonna be a no from me. No from <laughs> Wait, me. Wait, that was when you were living here in Austin, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I remember that, and you kept trying to lean on your arm and forgetting it was broken. Yeah, that happened. That was cool. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah, I remember that. Apparently, Heiko went on Heiko went on the uh, radio today and was talking about Zuccarello playing, like his arm still bothering him. Yes, which seemed like a bigger deal when I first heard it, and then I remembered it's the playoffs. And like at the end of the at the at, when the stars are either win the cup or are eliminated, uh, we're gonna hear that like somebody was playing with a punctured lung and somebody was playing who was literally actually already dead at the time. You know, like it's somebody's being weakened at Bernie out there. <laughs> Pitlick, it's Pitlick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I mean, neither of us obviously advocate for playing injured, even in the playoffs. No, but no. I think, especially with a broken bone, and as somebody who has had two broken arms, I've had a broken collarbone, but I was five at the time, so I don't really remember too much about it. Other than I tried to—I was an adult both times. <laughs> I tried to get on the monkey bars. I do remember that. No, no one told me that all the bones in your body were connected. And it didn't occur to me that getting on the monkey bars with a broken collarbone would be painful. Oh, no. Well, I bet you learned real quick. On the first bar. (laughs) (laughs) I sure did. And then I fell to the ground so hard that I thought I'd broken my leg. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't worry. I had not. Well, here's the thing. So on the first time I broke my arm, I had to have surgery. And that was hard. Like, the recovery from the surgery was harder than recovering from the time that I actually broke my arm itself. And that was the time I was just alluding to. And that time that I just broke my arm, it was just, like, my forearm. It was it was a pretty minor break, but it did, like, hurt like a bitch. And I couldn't really use it for, like, the first week and a half. But then after that, like, even the doctors were like, okay, you don't get to wear a sling. You can't wear a cast or anything like that. Like, you need to have it out and, like, functioning, and that way the blood keeps flowing, and you need to use it so you don't lose, like, any of the muscle. Like, depending on the severity of the broken arm, it's actually better for you to have some activity. And, like, by the end of a month, I was, like, not 
not fine. Like there was still some soreness, but like it was good for me to be doing things. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember you even wearing a cast that time that you broke your arm because you no, kept, like I, I said, you not kept to. leaning on it and forgetting it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so like, I can totally understand that like, yeah, Zuccarello probably, again, we know he didn't have surgery. So like, if he didn't need surgery, his arm is probably, it's probably a fairly minor break. Mm-hmm. The stars have been really good about making sure people have needed, get surgery if they need surgery. Like fucking Klingberg was out for four weeks this year. Right? Like, we know that. Yeah. Um, But like, if it was a fairly normal break without a lot of compl- complications, the fact that it's a little sore and probably only should have like three or four hours of usage, you know, heavy usage, is fairly normal. And so like, Zuccarello not taking practices, but then playing in games probably isn't harmful for him at all. and might actually be good. Yeah. It's, Again, it's, I'm not a doctor. That's just I how mean, my arm it's, it's not like we can, it's not like we know anyway, because it's not like they release information on exactly which bone was broken and where and how severe it is. But I mean, right. It, it is, it is entirely plausible that it is healed. It just is still twingy, which is a, a normal thing that happens with broken bones. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 worried in the sense that I'm always worried about the playoffs and people playing with injuries, but like I'm not that worried right now about that particular thing. Yeah, I'd be honestly like I get more worried about like muscles and shit like that because those are so much easier to re-injure yeah. than bones. I mean, I am daily lighting a candle for Ben Bishop's groin. So <laughs> that's where I am. And I would really like the rest of stars Twitter to join me there. Let's have a moment of silence for Ben Bishop's groin. I feel like that's enough of a moment. Amen. <laughs> well, wait, I had a question before we get there. Oh, yes, go for it. Do you still think that the Stars can win the whole series? Yes. That did not sound that sure. I'm not that sure. Like, I think... It's I, not It's not a will they, it's a can they. Yeah, they can, for sure. They can. Um, I think, I think it's 60-40 in the Stars' favor, because I think overall they've been the better team, mm-hmm. and I think Ben Bishop's the better goalie. Absolutely. But I think Ben Bishop's potentially one of the best goalies in the in the postseason. For sure. I mean, like, but I, I think, think he's top at this point in time. Yeah. As long as his groin stays healthy. <sighs> I've never thought so much about never another Never have I man. cared about him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just <laughs> You and I had the same thought at exactly the same time and started to express it at exactly the same time in different ways. But yeah, no, I have never, I have never thought this much about another person's crotch area in my entire life. That I haven't been sleeping with. I will qualify that one. I don't need that qualification, uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think I think these two teams, and I, I said this to Josh before the, Josh Lyle, before the, the, the series started, I think it goes to seven. I think these two teams are probably the most evenly matched teams in the entire tournament, entire playoffs. And, uh, yeah. I think 
I think things could go the Stars' way, especially if the goaltending holds like it has been. Like, the goaltending has been good. Fuck all of you who came for Ben Bishop after game three. Yeah. And... Seriously, though. Seriously. Like, fuck all of you. And I think, um, especially if our power play... It doesn't need to put up three goals a night, but if it puts up one goal a night, I think that's, you know, along with our even strength play, I think that's enough to win the series. Do you think we can beat the Blues if they come out of the Blues Jets? That's a whole different ballgame. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, the Blues, they've beaten the Blues twice when they were already playing as good as they're playing. I mean, and it, and I think even more compared to Nashville, like, Jamie Benn fucking hates the I Blues. I know, I love it. It's like, I I love I love a playoff series against the Blues, I'm not going to lie, because of how angry it makes Jamie Benn. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's really good for me, <laughs> personally, as a person. Well, do you want to channel our spiritual energy somewhere else? Yes. Yes, let's do stars charts. Uh, we had a special request. Twinkle, twinkle, oh. little stars, how I wonder what you are <laughs> up above the charts so high. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying something. <laughs> I don't think it pulled it off. Like a Stanley Cup in the sky. Um, Woo! Yeah, okay. So we had Katie Martin had some specific requests. And then somebody else was mm-hmm. requesting that we do the onion, the horoscope. Well, I didn't want to do the onion because I prefer a horoscope that takes itself seriously. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I, I'm just throwing it out there that we did have that request just so we could say why we weren't doing it. Maybe maybe we'll do the onion uh, after the postseason when we don't need the predictions as much. When we've won the Stanley Cup. Right. We won't need the predictions. Yeah, precisely. Oh, my God. I need to make it for somebody's cup day somewhere. All right. Katie Martin asks us specifically to do horoscope details on Dowling and playoff Prince Miro. So start with Dowling, then do Miro, and then I'll pick the third. Um, do we know what Dowling's birthday uh, is? Let me find that out. Give me just one second. I know Miro's a cancer. Yeah, Miro is a cancer because we've done him before. Dowling was born October 1st. He is a Libra. Uh, Today, we're getting our horoscopes from jessicaadams.com. And the reason I chose this one when I googled weekly horoscopes is she does something called the Astrologer's Diary. And for the week of 15... uh, She's English, so it's 15 to 21st April 2019... Uh, she talks about, I'm just going to put this here out here again. A prediction made two weeks ago about the next two weeks in the United Kingdom. Expect shock New Deal Brexit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sure, the House of Commons blocked any chance of a no deal. Yet, they did it on a Mercury retrograde under a leaking roof with a faulty printer on mer- Mercury retrograde. You know what I'm going to say next? Now the full moon on 19th April finds the moon in Libra, the zodiac sign of Prime Minister Theresa May and former Prime Minister David Cameron. I am so sorry (laughs) that we did this to you, Justin Dowling. (laughs) Okay, so Justin Dowling's actual weekly horoscope. The time has come to look up at the full moon over the rooftops, no matter if starlight is visible or not, and understand what you are seeing. 
This is an ancient phenomenon which typically stretches you in terms of now or never decisions. We are talking about your former, current, or potential partner here. Perhaps your arch enemy, rival, or opponent. The partnership may be professional or personal. This is a duet or a duel. Much depends on how you wish to balance those famous Libra scales. You two are different but equal. That is the bottom line. The bigger story here is an ongoing uh. lesson in what you can get away with. <laughs> You're welcome. In, tw- in 2019. What is possible? No longer out of the question, outrageous, or beyond the pale. I mean... That was a whole lot of words that I don't know if that said anything. I don't really feel like it did. It just... It felt very particular to a playoff series, though, so... I guess I appreciate I know! That. Justin Dowling, you can get away with whatever you're gonna get away I with. Mean, I mean, go guess. for it, but I guess. Draw some penalties, Justin Dowling. I believe in you. I also believe very hard in you. Okay, so then we have cancer baby uh, Mira Heiskanen, who was born on the same day, literally, as Jamie Venn. Very, very far apart. Uh, So, yeah, this is also (laughs) Jamie Venn's horoscope. Let's just keep in mind. And mine. And yours. You are ruled. Oh, my God, it was literally a decade apart. (laughs) (laughs) Heiskanen was born the year I graduated from high school. Ah! Okay, keep going. You are ruled by the moon and your zodiac sign rolls the fourth house. Thus, Cancer, when we see a full moon in your fourth house, the bells start ringing. Actually, this week is far more about your career, your unpaid work, your university or college life, your social position, and your ideas about success and status. Yet the full moon is noteworthy following on 19th April and showing you what is most important emotionally regarding your home, family, hometown, homeland, family, or household. The moon is a symbol of feelings, needs, and instincts. Its opposition to the sun spells polar opposites within. A tug of war inside you, perhaps, or a conflict going on in the outside world. Cancer, at this, as this is at the very heart and soul of you, give yourself all the time you space you need from the 18th through the 20th to process and absorb what is going on. However, as I said, this week is ultimately much more about your ambition, position, and mission. For the next seven years or so, you will be taught what you can get away with. I mean, I mean, (laughs) I mean. This week, that teacher figure, organization, or situation will be right in front of you with a keynote piece of news, paperwork, or discussion close to the 19th. Stretch your definition of possible. You have had about 10 years of the unpredictable, erratic, the frequently shocking, the unique, and the utterly unconventional in your career. Now you go into the next phase. And how? Shit, that's good for Jamie Venn, too, because this is his 10th year after being drafted. I know! I mean, it's not his 10th year in the <laughs> NHL because you have spent those two years in Major Junior, but still. <sighs> next wow. phase. You Now you go into the next phase. The next phase, like, as a Stanley Cup champ? All I'm saying. I'm making a face. Okay. Um, so the last one we're going to do in dedication in honor of his two goals the other night is Rupe Hintz, who is a Scorpio. 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 Do you think that Steven Johns is ever going to play again? I hope so. I feel really bad if he doesn't. I do too. 
Did you know that he's from, he was born in a town called Wampum? I did. I remember that. He's from Pennsylvania. He is. I knew he was from Pennsylvania. I did not know he was from a town called Wampum. All right. Is he also a Scorpio? Uh, no, I, he was just below hints on the roster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he uh, was born in April, so whatever is right now. <laughs> His birthday was two days ago. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Scorpio, your lifestyle, daily routine, workload, service to others, duty to employers, staff, colleagues, clients is in the frame. So is your body, your health and well-being, fitness and physical functioning. There is a very interesting collusion. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You will have to start this over because I just had a revelation and I'm an idiot. It is Jamie Ben's 10th year in the NHL. He was drafted in 2007. Keep going. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> there is a very interesting collusion between the unconscious mind and the body, which you may know about. You may be consciously paying lip service to particular tasks, chores, or roles, or responsibilities, but if your body appears to be getting in the way, do tune in. What is your body telling you, and how is this a setup? It's rather like talking to a mirror to find out more. If you feel that mind, body, and spirit are in tune, though, and you genuinely love the work and housework that you do, this week presents you with a challenge. How to change, even quite radically. Hmm. 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 Well, Marin, do you want to talk about happy things? Sure. I'll let you go first because I don't really have a great happy thing. I just went on my second uh, England trip because so the first this this English trip England trip was the one that I had planned last November, but I bought the tickets for myself. So um, we I flew in on Sunday before the playoffs started, and uh, we went immediately to Stonehenge and then to Bath and then we went back to London where my sister lives and just kind of spent the mid like, the week part hanging around London. And then on Friday, we flew up to Scotland, which I have never been to, which is where my... Do you remember the day that I told you I found out that I was a Viking? It's because I am part of the Gordon clan. Um, and we are very, very Scottish. So it was fun to visit the motherland because I have never been there. And so we got to see uh, Edinburgh and walk all over it. And, I mean, I know that there are are other people in the world who have been to Edinburgh, but if you've never been to Edinburgh, I need to tell you, it is the hilliest fucking city I've ever been to. And um, it took us all of one day to start taking cabs everywhere. Not everywhere, but a lot of places. And the nice thing is, like, the cabs are really pretty cheap. Like, you could get across town for five bucks, which or five pounds anyway, which was was nice. But, Mm -hmm. um... We also did actually end up walking up two of the tallest fucking hills in the city, which I was less than thrilled about. Um, But uh, by the time I got to the top of Calton Hill, I was like, you know what? I do feel a little bit righteous about the fact that I just walked all the way up here. So it was like, you know, brownie points to me and uh, like hideous pain to my knees. But also I got some pretty sweet pics. Um, and, uh, I mean, any time spent with my niece and nephew is great. Um, and, uh, my niece in particular is probably one of the cutest children that exist in the world. Um, so I love her to pieces. Uh, um, 
I moved <laughs> I moved the microphone closer to my mouth for that one. Just you're welcome. Um Hey, yeah, thank you. Thank you're you. You're welcome. Yeah, I I, I just want to make sure I got it on there. So yeah, and then I got to FaceTime them on Tuesday and uh, when I was you know, had just come home and was really missing them. And so my other happy thing is just that I really enjoy technology for making the world feel smaller. Yay. So yeah, lots of happy things. <laughs> uh, my, I, this is weird. This is going to sound kind of weird. I am really happy about work right now. Um, we, I am so fucking busy. <laughs> I am so fucking busy. But at the same time, like, I feel extremely valued and trusted at work, which just makes you feel so much better in every oh, aspect yeah. of your life. And, like, even though I'm super busy, what I'm doing isn't necessarily, like, any physical work, right? Like, I've fucking been marketing. But, like, it's very mentally taxing. And, like, our work is flexible enough that, like, if you need to go home early, you can go home early. And so, like, I got to come home early on Friday because I was just like, I can't. I cannot. I cannot write another fucking word. And, like, no one cares. No one cares. No one micromanages. My boss is great about that specifically. He's always, like, encouraging me to, like, sleep in if I need to sleep in and take care of myself and all of that. So I think I'm super duper busy and I'm kind of stressed because I'm going to Scotland in less than a month. Nice. Um, and I have a shit ton of work to do before I go, but at the same time, like, I wouldn't have this work if they didn't trust me to do the work and didn't think that I was a valuable contributor and whatever. And also, like, I have enough flexibility to get it done. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, it's not a great, like, woo, I just happy thing, but it's good and it's sustaining me, even though I'm tired a lot. <laughs> It happens. No, that's good. That's awesome. I'm happy that you enjoy your work. I had one more happy thing. Um, I got to go to the drive-in last night, which was a terrible night to do it because there was a full moon and it was like really bright outside as we're trying to watch this damn movie. But uh, they were doing a double feature with Grease and Dirty Dancing. Oh, fun. (laughs) Grease is not my favorite film because, man, man, the misogyny does not age well. (laughs) <laughs> but uh dirty dancing is one of my favorite movies of all time so i was very excited to see that on the big screen because i never have seen it on a big screen well fun yeah all right let's move on to reader questions that we don't no, have i want to talk more about myself i'm just kidding okay i mean we can <laughs> but it is my podcast i'm just kidding That's it nice. is jason of damn it jason fame asks many people myself included aren't fans of the current tiers at Stars Games. Uh, in parentheses, who cares comes to mind. If you were in charge and had your way, what cheers or bits would you institute moving forward? Well, Jason, I hate to tell it to you, but I would keep who cares. I actually kind of like the who cares chant. Like, I fucking do too. <laughs> it's not, it's not particularly, like, it's, it's not insulting in the way of like an actual like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, I don't know. I think I think it's fun. I have no issues whatsoever with who cares. No. However, if I was going to institute additional cheers, I would want to do something that was kind of like soccer-esque, where they make up all these songs. Like yeah. they just actually I, that would I, be I would my love suggestion too. Is song. like I love watching the the soccer games um because of 
because of the songs that the fans sing. So yeah, I would want that something like that. I would and also, I would see for me, there are more cheers that I would want to get rid of than cheers I would want to institute because I would want to get rid of any goalie chanting ever. Yes. I would like to make That it, is a firm like, ban. I would like to make it illegal in the universe to chant a goalie. Like yeah. you don't get kicked out of the arena. You get deleted from life. You get Thanos snapped. Yes. That is what I would want because I hate goalie chants. Yeah, for sure. If I had to choose between who cares and a goalie chant, no, goalie chant every goddamn time. But yeah, like even at, um, I went to, I went to a Jorgården game when I was in uh, Stockholm and they did all the songs too. And that was like a hockey game that was doing soccer song type stuff. And I was like, this, I want this. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it. Like you could make up a song about Ben Bishop's groin. I would, that would I mean, you're saying, you think I haven't already? <laughs> next podcast excellent alright uh, CJ asks can y'all ask ineffective math to stop rating the stars so highly in his rainbow death crab model it's much less stressful to not have that hanging over our heads as stars fans I, wa- I was like the first person when he posted oh that. no I knew it when it was I he showed me a preview of it before he posted it. And I know. I was like, Micah, you cannot post this. <laughs> and then he did anyway, and I and wanted then he to did kill him. Anyway. Yeah, no. And then and then he then he posted the new one where the stars weren't the top anymore. But you know who was? The fucking St. Louis Blues. So I wasn't oh, any happier. Oh no. You know who he posted one right before we started on this podcast? You oh, who is it now? Right now? Colorado. Fuck that. So our option is only bad choices. Yeah, there's no If it's good not Dallas, here. it's bad choices. I mean, so, I wouldn't mind the Carolina Hurricanes being favorites, but that's not gonna But they're not. They don't have good enough goaltending. So no, here's the I know. thing. Here's the thing about Micah's chart specifically, this mod, this playoff model is he goaltending uh how did he put this? Goaltending is the most potent uh force in the universe. <laughs> that doesn't and, surprise me and I can see him dancing as he says it. <laughs> right? Uh and Ben Bishop being so good is why the stars were so favored. And that's actually the same reason that you see the St. Louis Blues being so favored. That's the same reason you see Colorado being so favored, and that's the reason you don't see such a big favorite um from a team like Carolina who has played very well. So if it's not us, it's going to be bad. I don't it's like really it. the only answer. I don't like it at all. I don't like any part of it. <laughs> uh, playoffs. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Take it back. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but I uh, do. Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, fave moments from the Women's World Championship. Was one of them finding out that the IIHF doesn't pay prize money for the women's tournament and wanting to set them on fire? Number two, I don't want to talk stars for fear of jinxing. So who is your Eastern Conference pick? Um, I did not get a chance to watch any of the Women's World Championship because I was at work pretty much the whole time. Um, but I did see... boring reason. I know. It just was not great. Um, but I did see the whole IIH, IIHF doesn't pay money for women's thing, which was some fucking bullshit. Um... But in kind of happy news, 
Uh, number one, it came out, so like now people are bitching about it, and I think that will probably have to change. But number two, um, the, did you see the whole controversy with Finland, the U.S., the whole thing? Uh, I, I heard about it. Okay. So the controversy is, for anybody who didn't notice, um, the uh, game went to overtime off of a third period goal, and then the um, Finland thought they scored the game-winning goal, and they, like, celebrated on ice and everything, but the video review, they just, they ruled that it was goaltender interference, and they called the goal back, and then the U.S. ended up winning in a shootout. So, number one, shootouts are bullshit. Agreed. Um... And number two, everybody, a lot of people who saw the goal thought it was not goaltender interference. Um, so very, very controversial second play, you know, silver medal win for, for Finland. But A, it was the first time that it hasn't been Canada and U.S. in the final in something like 20 years or something. Like and in a crazy long time, like a crazy long time, which is cool. Great for Finland. Great for women's hockey. Yep. And um, the other very cool thing is that the Finnish Hockey Federation um, bumped the gold, the payout from a silver medal payout to a gold medal payout for the women's team. So they decided to just give everybody extra, like the gold medal money instead of the silver medal money, despite the, because of the controversy. Which I thought was really great. I'm sorry, they did what? So um, the Finnish Hockey Federation decided to give their national team, the women's team, uh-huh. gold medal payouts instead of silver medal payouts. Oh, oh, that's cool. Good for them. Yeah. So that's at least a semi-happy ending, even though it doesn't really take the sting out of the wound. <laughs> yeah. So who's your Eastern Conference pick, Marin? Um, I feel like I feel like there I feel like there's not really a firm standout in the East anymore. <laughs> Like, my firm standout in the East was Tampa Bay, and they were eliminated in four games. Which is wild. It is the craziest shit. Who knew Victor Hedman was such a kingpin on that team? Right? I mean, like, like what I, knew the fuck? Was, I, knew that, I knew that he was good, but I didn't realize that their ability to win a game hinged on him. Well, I think also what happened is that Columbus prepared better. yeah. So, like, they definitely had a way to shut down the Lightning's um, zone entries. Yeah. Which, and Cooper didn't know how to adjust. Right. So, my pick coming out of the East is now uh, Columbus, actually. <laughs> I'm okay. Just, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I mean, who are you picking? Like, they're all so fucking weird now. I know. I'm, I'm not, I'm only, I'm picking with my heart, not with my head. So, I'm going Carolina. Okay, see, I, I, I mean, like, yeah, I love Carolina too, but like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to. No, go, I mean, I don't get me it. wrong. Like, whether or not that happens, <laughs> fuck if I know. Uh, if I was gonna pick with my head, I'd probably actually say Toronto. Um, um, I, I have to tell you though, like, as much as I enjoyed Carolina during the regular season, the fact that they stopped doing the surge really. Yeah, why chill. did you do that? It really chilled a lot of my love. Like that is that's really where I, that is that was my entry point to get caring about them at all. And then they stopped doing it, and now I'm like, no, now you're just back to being a normal hockey team. 
Yeah. That, I don't understand that decision yeah. at all. No, like, I don't I either. I really don't. I think it was a very terrible decision on their part, personally. I think my head pick my head pick is Toronto. My heart pick is Carolina. But really, it's an I don't... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy noise. Court asks, Why are so many players dirty pieces of shit on, a, on the ice and yet delightful human beings off of it? I'll let you guess which ones I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> pretty sure she's talking about Tom Wilson. I'm pretty sure she's talking about P.K. Subban. <laughs> I mean, she and I were talking about Tom Wilson before, though. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, because because he got nominated for the King Clancy and, like... Oh, God, I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, no, so I'm pretty sure she's talking about Tom Wilson. Either way, uh, let's let's talk about a thing, um, because we talk about this in conjunction with how you act online versus how you act in real life. Your personality on the ice is not something different than your personality off the ice. If you're a piece of sh- garbage on the ice, then you're probably a piece of garbage deep down in real life. So... Well... So no, I'm I sorry. Agree. I'm I, not accepting any arguments. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue with that specifically. Okay. I guess my thing is the NHL reward, like the NHL, because the refing is so, let's be real, suspect a lot of the time. Yep. It is, there's more of a reward for being a piece of shit on the ice than there is for not being a piece of shit. No, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so, like, if you are playing smart with air quotes, you're going to be a piece of shit on the ice. And, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there are pl- plenty of dirty ways to be pieces of shit on the ice that we don't even, as fans, really get to see. Like, um, Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben is well known for doing a cup check on people when he takes the face off. Yep. And that's not, like, a cool thing to do. Nope. But... Like, it doesn't get called, and it might give him an advantage, so he does it. And I don't think Jamie Benn is a piece of shit. I really don't. But he is trying to play smart. He is trying to get an advantage any way he can. Now, I think there is a line, and I think that's where players like Tom Wilson cross it, because he will headshot anybody, and I've never seen Jamie Benn really do a headshot. No, I never you know, either. And... Fucking P.K. Subban with that headshot on Jamie Benn. That's crossing a line. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, dirty stuff, like, little, like, jabs in the ribs with the end of your stick trying to get under the pads. Like, I've heard fr- friends talk about that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we as fans can't even see so much because it'll happen, like, in a scrum. But... Or off, can- off like, the focus or whatever, away from the play. Yeah. So, like, every single player in the NHL does that shit. Every single, but not every single player crosses a line. Right. Yeah. So, but, but I'm talking about actual pieces of human garbage. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Tom Wilson. I cannot, I cannot believe he got nominated for the King Clancy. I cannot. It's it's actually a fucking joke. It's a, it's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. Like that time that Ryan O'Reilly was nominated for the Masterton. Oh my God. The same Uh, year that he crashed. Crashed his yeah. car from driving drunk. Yeah. No, uh, I had I, I had to mute Tom Wilson's name on Twitter because somebody, somebody, I'm not saying who because honestly I don't actually remember, retweeted onto my timeline somebody talking about, like, when the, when it all came out and a lot of people were talking about what a piece of shit Tom Wilson was, 
Uh, somebody retweeted on my timeline something about, like, how dare you talk about Tom Wilson, future captain? And I was like, that, that, that right there is actually kind of hilarious in, like, how fucking stupid it is. But uh, it was so much, it was just too much for me to handle. I didn't even want to see it. So I was like, nope, and we are muting Tom Wilson. Yeah. I hate him so much. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. No. But you know what I am a fan of? This last question. Whispery Voices asks, now that you've brought up the cow, I want to know, where's Mudano? I don't actually know know where Mudano is. I have no idea. I I kind of hope they bring him out for a stunt. Like what? as a stunt. Like I mean, there was that there was that they talked about him dropping the puck. And I still want that to happen. <laughs> right? I, like what if this I goes just, to like a game 7 or or sorry, I game just, game 6, which it will have to. Yeah. I just need I just need a cow. I just need a cow. I just need the cow there. I need them to name the cow. And if it like I need I need the cow to be a regular thing in this postseason. Right? And it's it's like, a crying shame. There's a live cow at UT Games. Yep, there is. Although Bevo, Bevo. Do, do you do you remember that one time Bevo almost killed the the bulldog from somebody else's team? No. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know because I don't follow college sports. I don't know who the bull- the bulldog was for, but there was a bulldog mascot from Georgia. Georgia's mascot is a bulldog. Okay, it was probably Georgia then. So like Bevo saw the bulldog and fucking charged it. <laughs> like See Sergei Muvov is a nice little Holstein, not like a longhorn steer. <laughs> yeah. So a little more safe. Yeah. They should, should do be- like a thing at the AAC where you could like the petting zoo and Right? Why not? I don't know. I don't know why not. Bring back Moobov. Bring back Moobov. Moobov. That sounds like a siren. I didn't like that. That's a bad cow noise. Well, it was better than everything else that was coming up. Those are some cows having a fucking conversation. <laughs> why is it that every single oh, no, 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 no. Why are you doing this to me? Okay. Man. YouTube well, was, that's YouTube we have was a you fail. Today. Yeah, sorry. That, that was so dumb. Okay. <laughs> we have a game in 30 minutes. Ah! Uh, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Classlicity. I'm at Marinish. What's weird is that they're going to listen to this and we will have already known the outcome for this game. I know. Well, I mean, we have our predictions. Let's, um, let's record two different reactions. <laughs> okay. All right. Play this if they win. Ah! Okay. Play this if they lose. Fuck everything. Fuck. Okay. We're bases covered. Bases covered. All right. Uh, you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or a better link to a cow moving, uh, you can email us at deeparthockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official blog at deeparthockey.wordpress.com. 
拜。Bye